0: How open-minded are you? How do you walk through life thinking the relationships you make, um, the people that come across your world, are you seeking out different things in them that um, can help you later in life? How you make decisions um, and and how truthful are you to being the person you are yet uh, obtaining the thoughts of others in, in order to help you
1: grow? Welcome to this week's episode of The Career Class. I am Lisa Newell, and I am co-host. I am an entrepreneur. I am adjunct faculty at a couple of different universities, and I'm excited to be here today to discuss being open-minded, kind of a follow-up to Principles by Ray Dalio, a little bit of homework that we kind of assigned ourselves and others this week.
0: And I'm Flora Brunetti. As an faculty as well, a couple colleges uh, doing different things, but most importantly, doing this right now, Absolutely. speaking to you. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Flora underscore Brunetti. And um, yep, yeah, like Lisa said, today we did our homework. We're talking about Ray Dalio's book. We love it. And we chose one chapter in particular that spoke to us, and that was Be Radically Open Minded and uh, he had some amazing points, Um, and what he did was, you know, he's following these principles, and basically what this one was, was seeking out the most thoughtful people uh, in his world who disagreed with him in order for him to see through a, a different lens, in order to make better decisions, to kind of not always... You know, he's carving his own path, but he's taking the views of independent thinkers and radically truthful and radically transparent thinkers and people coming together, you know, with their opinions yet creating something amazing. So
1: that's where we're at, Lisa. I mean, let me tell you, this, this chapter was really pretty intense. Um, being a person who oftentimes, you know, not that I need to be right – But I love when people are in agreement with me because it tends to give me confirmation if I'm thinking about a project that I'm doing, a thought in terms of how to execute something. I love like thinkers, right? Like, who doesn't? Um, But this chapter really kind of flipped me into thinking about, you know, seeking out people who are thinking differently, they, they're they not in agreement with me, and instead of dismissing them, like, oh, okay, thanks, um, embracing them and going, talk to me a little bit about our difference, our disagreement, and using it as a way to learn something and adding it onto your knowledge instead of rejecting it, going, okay, they don't agree with me, they don't see my vision, you know, they're not, you know, it's like somebody believing in a project, right? Especially, I'm gonna use entrepreneurship if you're thinking about starting your own business and someone goes, yeah, but, you know, the market and what do you think about that? And do you think that's the right time? And they're casting doubt because they're in a d- disagreement. How do you say, well, expound upon that? Why don't you think the timing is right? Why don't you think this is a good idea? For me, it really spoke to me in that way um, to reconsider people who disagree with you and to use them to layer onto yourself more. Yes.
0: I think I've learned a lot in the past few years, actually, where I've stepped out and um, discovered more about myself through uh, and the lives of other people and what they do. It, it helped me kind of break out of this shell. And most recently was uh, when I met moved to New York. I think I had met many different creatives, independent thinkers, just like he was saying. Um, And I let go of this ego that I've always had here back home in my, in my comfort zone and just opened my world to the possibility that, you know, life isn't always um, uh, created or planned for you. And Every day you constantly get up and say, okay, how am I going to get through it? Mm-hmm. And that strength you build, I think I saw through all of these people who were who were doing it in New York. They were living it. They were breathing yes. it. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm talking about, Lisa. For sure. They, because they want it so bad, and I think I didn't want it so bad. So I was feeding off of that mm-hmm. thinking Got that it. I wanted it so bad. In order to just get by to what I, what I needed to feel comfortable with um, but also not feeling comfortable in in what I was doing so yes it led me back here but it also <laughs> helped me realize that I didn't I didn't have all the answers here like I thought I did, mm-hmm. where where it was so easy for me to say I'm getting up, moving to New York, and that's it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fine. I'm done. Yeah. No, I wasn't fine. When <laughs> I got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, part of the but learning. yeah, but that's yeah. right. That's the, the learning. So,
1: but here's what's beautiful: you were open, right? Open, and for so sure. and so with this whole like topic, and I'm loving this book, dudes, um, of being open-minded and being open-minded in a radical way means not just I'm open and like, oh, feed into me something that I may not know that may you know add to my knowledge, add to my understanding. But radically open is, I don't agree with what you're saying. And it means nothing to me. And I love it. Because it's going to mean something by the time you're finished saying it. That's radical.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I could say I didn't agree with the way people were living out there and, Mm. and their day to day. And I'm like, how how is it that every day you work you go drink you mm-hmm. go do it again and like mm-hmm. what but they're doing it for that higher purpose oh it's, yeah for sure that's the purpose of them right now it's getting them to to deal with what's happening there mm-hmm. at the moment so a mm-hmm. d- little stupid example but
1: no no but one of value um i parallel that to you know especially I gave a reference to a student before, many people are working multiple jobs in the field, out of the field. They're figuring out how do I take, you know, these different pieces, right, and tie them back to something bigger that I want to do, and you can. And how am I gonna be open about this, right? So if you're working retail, I tell my students all the time in fashion, you may be working on the retail floor, right? But you never know who you may encounter Right? You have to be open. You can't be, I'm just doing this job because it pays me and it's what I'm doing in school and it's giving me a little bit of insight to the industry, but I hate sales, right? No, you go there have an open mind to people that you meet, that you speak to, that you engage with, because it's feeding something bigger. All opportunities in industry and out of industry but what I think propelled me the most in it was how are you how can you be radically open minded? Sometimes we have to pry ourselves and others open to say, just be open minded. But how do you be radically open minded? Was I what I was like looking into like. Radically,
0: wow. maybe you use the your ideas and your thoughts um, because it could help someone who who never thought of it that way. So mm-hmm. example yesterday and I met this guy who was traveling and he is opening up a business. Um,
1: I can't really talk about it because he, he mm-hmm. couldn't tell me the name. You Did you sign an NDA? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. No. <laughs> he didn't document it right.
0: You know, I'll just say that it is, um, it, it's going to be a community type of business. Okay. And he, you know, told me the cities he's starting in and... Um, First one, St. Louis, second one, Tampa, third, Vegas, and I believe Chicago is on the radar and mm-hmm. might be sooner than later. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about this idea and, you know, here's me, like I, I was helping him in, in the sense of what I do and so totally unrelated, but the idea that I can give him and I gave him some feedback about the city of Chicago because okay. he has he's lived here, but he was kind of playing off this idea of where this business should be located. Got it. And so I kind of, you know, th- I said, all right, well, I I can see his view and why he thinks this way. And then I'm like, I'm just going to give him my thoughts. And he honestly took them and he was like, well, yeah, I never thought of it that way. He was
1: radically open-minded. And
0: now, mind you, we are in two different worlds. I know nothing about the business mm-hmm. that he's starting because I have never been in that world. But now I have now brought something to him that he never thought. Of. And, and most of it, it wasn't about the city and the location and where it should be. It was kind of, well, here's my background and what I've done. I've lived in a couple, of, you know, a few different cities, and here's what I've seen. And right. here's now what I want to bring back to this city that I grew up in. And I'm like, you know, I want to find more of my people. Right. And I think what he's creating actually will be that. And I would love to chat about it more once, once it opens. And, and I think I'm going to. Sounds
1: like it's community. It's. And right now people It's actually are, pretty cool. And I, yeah. I'm, they're starving for community. Yes. Um, um, and and, and here, wait, human connection. Can right? we use community and human connection? Because if you think about it, being open, who do you draw or who do you put in your, who gravitates to your circle, right? They're typically people in likeness right? Like careers, yeah, like personalities, likeness. And then all of a sudden, when this book said, you know, and I read, you know, being radically open, allowing people in your inner circle who disagree with you, mm-hmm. it jarred me a little bit because I'm like, I love, I love folks in my circle that are like-minded, um, like thinkers. And that doesn't mean that there isn't diversity in likeness there is you can be a diverse thinker but there has to be a quarter connection this book was basically stating people that are you're in disagreement with that to really probe and get through that layer of why do you disagree let me try on how you see this subject matter project you know how do you see it because I disagree with you completely
0: right but, but like, let, I disagreed but let, with but let me locations. try it on right? I disagreed with the location of his of his business and, and then, I actually said that to him okay see so I see so yes it is so and it it actually was empowering to me to know a, a, for instance a subject my subject here was the city mm-hmm. and the people in that particular area right so and he used it right Got he's gonna it. take
1: it but not he was open he was open he was open he was open He was open. And sometimes what I I love about being open is that you do learn. But what let's let's talk really quickly, because I think that we we all can many people will say, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm open minded. Let's talk the radical part, the disagreement part, like the blatant disagreement. Do you find that when a person disagrees with you, um, let's use work environment. Let's see we can use in our academic environment when there is someone who disagrees with you, do you put on their perspective and just see how it fits, or do you innately go, "Okay, that whatever they're thinking, I'm I'm not down with that." But it okay, cool. It depends on my day. It's your day of the week, right? Wow. And so this book, which is so genius, um, is basically like layer that on instead of shooing that person away or going, "Uh, okay, whatever. They don't get it." Say, okay, come here. Talk to me a little bit about this. I disagree with you, but that's cool. Talk to me about your perspective. Talk to me about why do you think that? And then look at that person to see if they can fit into your circle for you to bounce ideas off of, bounce different, so that you can see the juxtaposition of what you're trying to do, whether it's work, whether it's academic, whether it's a project, whether it's a career. Get that, is it the antithesis? Get the person who's on the polar opposite going, uh, and, and don't reject them. Go, come here. I love the fact that you're going, uh, I don't like that or oh, that's not like cool, Lisa. You know, and I see, figure it out.
0: You know? you know, you you talk a lot about from the perspective of work, and if you are in a career already and you are seeing this happening, beautiful, that's what you need to do. But now to talk um, to our student audience who are seeing this in in classrooms and I see it as their instructor, how I put them together and now you are forced to work with people who in are group? very different, yeah, group projects, great. Mm-hmm. We all love them. We all hate them. Mm-hmm. It, everyone sees them very differently, has different views. So you know, when you're in a group project in class and you are you have to do it, you know you got to get through it. Just be the person you are, but also feed off of if someone if, if most of the people in the, in the team are hard workers, you know what? Just fight it. Just just do it. If you If you don't agree, tell them why. Kind of just have your basis and have your background,
1: but just get through it. Because you must, your grade is pending. Uh, I mean, we're not gonna toss out. look. What it depends on. I think that whether it's a grade component, whether it is a learn curve of different personalities in the workforce, working in a group in a team setting is the way that companies, whether they're small startups or large Fortune 500s, it is the way that the world kind of ticks, yeah. right? And so, what I say to that with my students in terms of groups. Um, In working with people that disagree with you, a couple of things. It's ownership, right? So I typically form groups by way of allowing them to gravitate to whatever person or topic that they want to. So that's the primary way, right? So if I say, I don't know, everybody who wants to be in a project and you want to do the marketing component, the management component, go to this corner of the room. Right. I don't say, oh, it needs to be three people, five people. I let them go to where they think they they fit, right? Mm -hmm. I then obviously have guided discussions within those groups. I make them, yeah, make is a word. I make them (laughs) stay in those groups for the time being until they master that management piece, that marketing piece. And then I break them out of that group setting and pair them with someone who's polar opposite so that they own their topic. The person who was in the marketing group owns that marketing piece, joins a management person, and that management person owns the piece. Bigger point, not to drag this out, is to say that every person in a team setting needs to have ownership, right? And accountability. And accountability of a particular topic when you have disagreement it isn't about rejection it's about learning it's about transparency it's about saying okay it's not that i disagree with flora and she's wrong it's i want to learn why her perception of what i'm saying is wrong because maybe there's something for me to get out of it that will expand my vision give me more understanding, and I can use for the betterment of this, I, whatever I own, mm-hmm. whether it's management, marketing, whatever the piece of the business that you have a stake in, right? So for me, for this, back to open-mindedness, I'm trying to teach that absolutely in a classroom setting. Instead of the day one, a student gets a syllabus and they're like, there's a group project that's this percentage of my grade. Like, it's there any t-? yes yes, yes, yes. There will be some points that are allocated on the basis of behavior, you know, who contributed, who didn't, so on and so forth. But I think that as soon as they see group, it is this autopilot into, I'm always the person who leads Mm -hmm. the group. I'm always the person who is like, why should I get a C when I really did A-level work because someone dragged, you know? And so there are obviously ways to circumvent that, but it's just the word group and team (laughs) that has this, I don't have time, I work all the time. That you're you're just it's you're going into it with a mindset that is not open. No, and and
0: you are gonna work with people all over the world. At, when you leave college, <laughs> it's gonna happen. And no, that's great. That's great
1: what you do. How the I try to do uh, it, you know, yeah. I I try to do it. It does. It's not always effective. But thank you for saying that. It's not always effective. But my point is, sometimes you have to allow people to go into their corners and say here's the options gravitate to where do, where you think you you fit it's kind of this self-assessment of where do i fit in this group setting and then partner with someone polar opposite of that and sh- exchange ideas and you know i like how you say find out where you fit
0: and when you think about that in life settings mm-hmm. yes think about where you fit but also be open to how you can fit into something you've never tried before because the the beauty of that is you know I think we just keep learning 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 and that's how we grow so if you you know if you're that person who's like nope this is me I don't want to know anyone else's view I'm good that's cool you know i Sure, we'd be friends. We'd get along. But, you know, we might not hang out all the time.
1: Right. But here's the deal. Here's what I love about my circle, right? I don't always disclose everything that's going on with me to my circle until I'm at a set place with it, right? But I may want to have people who disagree. But most importantly, whether you agree with me or not, is that you are an independent thinker. I need that. Yes. That is so critically important. And I think that in this book, Principles, Um, in this particular chapter, there was just this profound reiteration of not only having people that are within your your circle that are independent thinkers who may also disagree with you, but how to use them. You sound so bad, but it's how to collaborate with them, how to use their thought process to expand your own. And to, I think somewhere in the book, you know, he speaks about like all of a sudden your world becoming a little bit more enlivened by this whole it went from black and white black and to white color. to color yeah. where mm-hmm. you're just seeing things very concretely and this so I see him you know how willing are you to surrender your right and what are you going to learn from that do you have to always be right are you open to being wrong and learning from mm-hmm. what you perceive as wrong Does
0: right it, right <laughs> look
1: right um, she's right guys she's right. I mean I can be I can learn from being wrong that's for damn sure <laughs> I'm not often wrong now. I am often wrong and I I'm I learned that way but I love the, the way this book really positioned it and um, it made me think a little bit differently that it's radical to stand in a space of I'm wrong and I want to know why I'm wrong and I want to layer it on I'm wrong and I want to see the world through your eyes and that's powerful yeah and always question
0: mm-hmm don't, don't question what you do, however, question why you thought that way and why did someone disagree with you and why you don't disagree with that or you do disagree with them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not um, this sense of, you know, everyone is different, everyone is unique. I think he really talked about uniqueness yes. as a big factor in this whole idea of being open is, you know, trying to find that uniqueness of you and you will find it and and whether or not you find that group or that circle that is is going to empower you to keep being unique that's okay but that's how you're disrupting that's how you're being dynamic that's how you will find what you're good at so don't worry about it um you know you'll get there if you're not there and if you don't want to be hey cool mhm that's how I'm works. good with just, it just be open be open So that's it. And uh, so next time, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we always will
1: have something to talk about, Flora. Trust Um, me. And if you are just, you know, we always have something going on on our social feeds, right? Yes. So follow me, Flora underscore Brunetti, on Twitter. And you can follow me, Lisa Newell, on Instagram at Renewal Notes.
0: Okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Did you enjoy the podcast? Be sure to check out WCRX's variety of podcasts, including Focal Point, created in collaboration with the Museum of Contemporary Photography. Focal Point is a podcast exploring the artists, themes, and processes that define and sometimes disrupt the world of contemporary photography. Check it out.
1: What are the rules with photographing buildings and and places where... People lived their lives, and and what have you come across in doing that project? Yeah, I mean, I try to approach it in many ways in the same way. Um, I don't always have the same connection to that particular place that I might have with a connection with a person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I, I I try to approach projects that yeah that are about that are about buildings or <laughs> involve buildings as a way to talk about these other things um, in a similar kind of way. Available wherever you get your podcasts.